Sweet home. Are we finally getting Beyonce? She's coming, and I'm ready. Oh my god! I am so excited. What's going on, y'all? It's your girl Nate the Goat from Please Hold. The following episode of Please Hold was recorded at All In Recording Studios. Please like, share, and subscribe for new episodes of Please Hold. In order to win, you have to be all in. Hey man, if y'all don't know us by now, I'm going to keep introducing myself. Shit. Technically, I feel like we always got to have some new listeners, so we always don't have to kind of introduce ourselves. Um, well, what's up, new Brodies? Hello. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the game. Name's Nay the Goat. And One I'm, you know, I'm just a nice kid. I don't need a nickname, though. Anyways. <laughs> You're probably wondering why we sound a little bit different. Well, that's because I'm in Alaska. And, and, and I'm in Oregon. <laughs> So we're taking this virtual, yes, sirree, of all places. <laughs> like, ain't no reason for two black girls to go travel to Alaska nor Oregon, but we go on. I am in Alaska. I'm in Wyoming, actually, filling with filling in Anchorage. Oh, tell my tell my family I said what's up. I got people up there. Tell them I said hey. Hi. I hear it. My auntie. Oh, oh okay. Oh, <laughs> right. Let no. them sidewalk this cliff right here. Oh, right. They have a, do they have cliffs in uh, Wyoming? You know, I don't know. That would be something to find out. Oh. I don't know. Well, <laughs> we're here. We're here. It's another. It's been another long week. Except they're getting a little more bearable. Can't lie to you. So tiring because adulting. I did not sign up for it. I'm not going to lie. Definitely did not know that adulting was going to include all of this. Oh, no, you knew. They told us. You knew. Oh, no. They tried to tell us. Us as children, we really didn't want to believe it. And for that, we set ourselves up for disappointment because we just thought it was going to be loads of freedom and being able to cuss and drink and do whatever we want. And it's really not. Yes, all good. of that included, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to be paying bills for the rest of my life. Now I'm old enough to cuss. Yeah, I can say hell and not get <laughs> Oh my god, my first time saying bitch was in the first grade. It tingled at the mouth. What? <laughs> now she said it tingled as it left her mouth. She said, I, said, I, I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was saying, but I was like, this doesn't even sound like a good word for me to be saying. So I'm going to tell this teacher somebody wrote, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Smith, I'm going to you a bitch in the cubby case. <laughs> what did you say? I'm like, what did you why does he like that? <laughs> that was from the first grade. Can you imagine? No, that sounds about right, though. I feel like it's just experiences are different. I feel like for me, the reasoning why I never, like, cussed as a kid is because, you know, I was homeschooled second through 10th grade. So even though I would be around some kids my age, even the kids I would be around wouldn't be cussing because they were other, you know, homeschooled Christian kids. So... Even though I was exposed to it from other people, when I was around my family and my friends, like I really didn't have no reason to say it or no desire to say it. But then once I started getting a little older, like around, I'll say 13, you know, I started watching some other shows. I was like, hmm, that's an interesting word. I'd like oh. to say that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd like that. Exactly. I'd like to add that to my vocabulary. And that's why I cussing to myself in my head. That's I cuss my parents out all the time. Oh. <laughs> All nigga, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Oh. My dad would say something. Yeah, it's my head though, because clearly I did not say that out loud. Seeing as you have to go to your ear. punch in the air, yelling on. Oh, big punch in the air, punch in the air, punch in the the damn pillow, punch in the comforter. Girl, oh, yeah. Do I yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I definitely did the punchings and the kickings and the mm-hmm. the temper tantrums. Um, I definitely started cursing heavily in middle school. Um, and it's funny because my dad was like comparing, you know, our parents be comparing their children. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother was also cursing, but 
my dad was the only one that knew. I didn't know my brother cussed. And he was like, yeah, Sonny's the cursing child. And I'm like, um, Ooh, I, I know me. <laughs> actually, sir, I, it's me. Actually, I, I cuss like a sailor. I cuss like a sailor, <laughs> but it's okay. I know how to hide it. Oh, my God. It's so funny. The way my mother found out I cussed, uh, funny enough, it was this podcast. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's the way she found out. Because, I mean, I don't cuss around my folks. Well, I'm not going to say, say what found out. Popeyes? No, I said that with this podcast. Oh, <laughs> so the first time I the first time I ever cussed in front of my mom was actually in a in a fit of road rage. So like she was passenger seat and people were being dumb on the road as per usual. I wasn't going for it. So I said, "What the fuck are you doing?" And she looked at me. She said, "What did you say?" My stupid self. I know she heard what I said. There was no way I could have <laughs> said anything else. But I just said, "Mom, I said, what's the freak?" <laughs> I'm flabbergasted at these people's actions on this open road. I said, Mom, I said, I said, what the freak? Because look how these folks got it. And she's like, I thought she said, but I'm going I'm to let it ride. I was like, oh, not here hitting. That's when I knew. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm about that age now. That's what I want. But she didn't know that I cussed for real, for real, until she listened to the episode of the podcast. And she was like, so you cuss? <laughs> the first time my dad heard me cuss was definitely at my 21st birthday when we were both drunk at yeah. And I, <laughs> I think I dropped an F bomb. I think I've told this story before, but I dropped an F bomb in front of my dad. He's like, I'm going to let it rock because he's drunk. And I'm like, yeah, you better. Because <laughs> we're in a heated discussion right now and I'm inebriated. You cannot fault me. I can't even remember. You can't fault me for saying that word. My mama bought me my first bottle of alcohol, and she does not drink a lick, so I was very surprised. Oh. She brought the wrong Bacardi, but it's okay. It's fine. Speaking of parents and alcohol, for those of you who know me personally, y'all know how my father is when it comes to like being alcohol versus him and alcohol, right? Um, <clears throat> recently, last year, for I believe it was the 4th of July, we went out of town to go visit some family. And while we were there, like, of course I'm of age, so the adults, my cousin ended up making us, like, some margaritas or whatever. She offered. I, of course, accepted. I'm of age. I want to chill. Give me the margarita. My dad made the point of say something to me after the fact. He's like, oh, you drink now, this, that, and the third. And, like, I was 25 at the time, so I was like, yeah, I'm way past the drinking age. So <laughs> I like to enjoy a drink or two from now, every now and then. And I feel like he could never really say anything to me about that because he literally has a refrigerator separate from our refrigerator full of all his fancy alcohols, right? His liqueurs, mm-hmm. his wines, and his champagnes and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you really can't talk to me about this. Whatever. That was something we used to butt heads on a lot. Tell me why. Last week, I'm sitting outside chilling, talking to my man, smoking me a little blunt. I'm just chilling outside. After I had my little session, I'm sitting out, scrolling TikTok. My dad walks out, he hands me this really pretty glass full of this slushy drink. My head immediately doesn't go to alcohol because that's just not something my father would do. I thought he just made me a smoothie, some type of slushy, so I try it. I'm trying it, and it's like low-key bitter. It kind of tastes like a, like a watered-down pina colada, but not. I was like, I was like, why does it taste like this? It kind of tastes weird. I'm like, he's like, do you want it or not? I was like, well, low-key, no, because why? It's not sweet. Still, I'm thinking it's supposed to be a smoothie. I'm like, this don't taste right. Here, take it back. This man goes, oh, I forgot. You like brown liquor instead of white liquor. I said, hmm. You you said what's inside of there? Oh, okay. I, he's like, oh, you want it back now? I was like, yeah, I'll take it back because I didn't know it was not called beverage. Because that's, that's just never been our relationship. I wasn't expecting you to hand me a margarita. You ain't never did nothing like that before. So, of course, I wasn't expecting it. It was very weird. It was super weird. I still don't know how to process it, but I was just like, I low-key feel like because my life is making me different turns and I'm actually, like, progressing and I'm, I'm more so showing than I am just telling, he's coming around a little more in the fact of accepting that I, I'm not the little girl you used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, of course I'm your daughter, but I'm a full-grown adult, right? I'm going to operate as such, and it's really nothing you can say or do to stop me from acting this way. 
of course, as my parent, I'm going to respect if you have like opinions and stuff that you have about what I'm doing. But for the most part, like my decisions are mine. But and I, I feel like that was a a, a a moment in time that indicated I was like, okay, he might be coming around to accepting the fact that I am indeed an adult. Oh, it's very weird. It was good, and it's like it 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 doesn't make up for everything else wrong with our relationship, but it was definitely like a little glimmer of hope, a little white flag, low key. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Well, that's beyond me because my first favorite was my father. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> was at the age of fourteen when Obama oh my god. got elected. <laughs> Hey that's, a, hey, that's a good reason, though. It was great. Honestly, it, it was, was just a great reason. Now, was I drinking before that? Yeah, you know, whatever. I, I don't even know that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, found some. Um, my dad used to keep some Hennessy at, up under mm. the sink. And I just, you know, me being the child, the curious little George that I am. Just help um, yeah, I did. I helped myself and I made my own concoction. I was like 11 at this time. I made my own concoction. Being a bartender. <laughs> I did. I was by my home because I was in middle school. I was watching my brother, both my parents were working. So I had a little time to be at home by myself before my brother got home from school. Yeah. Or he was at my grandma's house. So, like, I found the Hennessy. I poured me some Hennessy and me watching, like, my older family members. I'm like, okay, I know for a fact, I think. I'm supposed to put something with the Hennessy or with the the beverage. So I'm looking in the fridge. I'm like, hmm, what would go good with a dark drink like this? And I smelled it, and I was like, this stinks. Let me try to sweeten it up with something. I'm going to try and sweeten it up with something. Tell me why. <clears throat> oh, my God. What did you choose? Oh, uh, my goodness. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Okay, so we had a picture of some great Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. The refrigerator. And I'm just like, hmm, dark goes with dark. I feel like that would mix well. <laughs> Ew. So I Ew. Like a nice bit of the Hennessy. I remember it was Hennessy because that's all he drank back in the day before he switched over 1800. Gang. Um, <laughs> I poured like a nice, a nice bit of Hennessy. And then I poured like a nice bit of great Kool-Aid. In a blue cup. It's the blue cup that literally everybody has. I poured it in that and I threw up. Oh my God. As you should, because how dare you? <laughs> Grace, Kool Aid, and Hennessy. I can only imagine. I once the flavor up. hit your taste buds. <laughs> the face and the immediate, re- the immediate reaction that you're just like, get this out. Of my body. I was going to throw up and I thought it was going to taste like a popsicle. That's my thought. Because I thought the great Kool Aid would cancel out the dirty pennies, but it did not. It just. It's not the dirty pennies. She was like, this does not taste like how I thought it was. not how I thought it was going to taste because I didn't know what Hennessy tasted like. It looked like apple juice. So I'm just like, okay. I think this is going to work. This is going to work. No, so I definitely funny. wasted a good glass. That is so, you wasted some good liquor, too. I'm, did your dad ever find out about that? Of course not. I hope he doesn't hear me right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hope he because doesn't hear me right now. I can only imagine how much Hennessy you, like, poured into the cup. Because, I mean, you're only, like, what? You said you were 11? I was you 11. Know. Yeah, you didn't know how much liquor was supposed to be in there. So you probably poured a buttload in that blue cup and then topped Man. it off with the grape Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. That just sounds nasty. Great. Oh, my stomach hurting <laughs> just thinking about it. But the first drink he gave me was a little bit of wine. And that was literally like once we, I think it was like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. was the first time that Obama got, was I 14? I was like 13. That was, that was, that was, that was 2012. So. The first no, part? 2009. My bad. Listen, Ooh. it's been a long life. <laughs> okay. Oh, my. It's been a long life. Mm. Sorry. Oh. It's fine. But oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> the first time. The first time. Yeah, he gave me a little glass of wine. He was like, hey, look, this is history in the making. You can drink. And I was like, bed it up. Okay. And I definitely went to sleep that night. 
Oh my god. <laughs> she said out for the count. Mm-hmm. I'm twenty six now, so if y'all still need to call CPS, it's too late. We're in here full on drinker now, so like thanks for the influence at such a young age. I am very mm-hmm. grateful for that experience with the Hennessy and the Grape Kool Aid because I knew never to do it again. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Oh my god, my stomach hurts just thinking about it, bro. Like I just didn't know that was nasty. <laughs> it was. It was really because Hennessy like, in and of itself tastes like toes. So I I just in visualizing toes with like the grape. know. grape toes. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was definitely an experience. Um, I should have been a bartender in the past life because I was definitely playing those bartender games on Y8 dot com. So I felt like I was doing something. Um, shout out to Y8. If y'all know what Y8.com was, is, I don't even know if it still exists, but that was the site to be on for all the little computer games. That and, and games for girls, if you like to dress up one. Yes, all the good little games was on that site. No, for real, life was simple. As a child, literally all we had to worry about was who was going to be able to log in to go talk to that little internet boyfriend. Yeah, that was a time. Wow, such recklessness and nobody knew. Yeah, we were being super unsafe. We were. We are the reason why parents are like, don't talk to strangers on the internet. You think we care? <laughs> we still, we were on a meagle talking to strangers, Blinky, Club Penguin, like all of that. Just mm, I was definitely on IMVU, like yes. having to be yes. a random 30-year-old. A whole bunch of people. I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying I'm, I'm 13. So was my boyfriend online. <laughs> ASL? ASL? And I would see when he would pop online. So I'm like, come to my house. Oh, my But then that's also weird because it's like, there were grown-ass men on there literally purposely targeting as young girls and we had no idea no idea <laughs> we were victims literally like i told them i was like 18 you're lying i was it was all bad but i was like scandalous and i was living with my grandma at the time she wasn't checking for me for real so we really could have been like taken off the mat pulling <laughs> around with oh these God. internet men and here we are so glad we made it thank god <laughs> because <laughs> i i befriended what how old was I at the time I was probably like 15 15 or 16 on Omegle and I met a random like 20 something year old man that lived in San Francisco and we became like super close friends it's very weird I actually still like sometimes talk to him to this day and we talk about how how crazy it was I was like yeah you were low-key kind of weird he's like well you lied about your age I was like well Oh, well, no, you're not going to do that to me, first of all. I mean, because it was never like a, it was never sexual or anything like that. So it's not like I was being groomed or there was anything inherently wrong going on. It's just that you were significantly older than me. And I I should have told you I was 15, but at the same time, like, he's going to talk to 15 year olds (laughs) if you're a grown man. You know what I mean? What are you doing on this side is not to talk to young girls. You groomer. Well, I was on Omegle. Remember, on, on Omegle, you can't choose. It's just random people popping up. Yeah. Oh. And this was before I, like, got my, this is, my mom had, like, broke her webcam. So I would literally just be, like, chatting with folks. I never had my camera on. Like, oh, you no. couldn't see me if I lived with this chat with folks. Oh, yeah, I wasn't on the Omegle train. I used to watch Ooh. other people's videos. But I was definitely on Omegle was a crazy place. I cannot tell you. How many times random men just popped up there with, with their little peeny whacker out? And I'm like, yo, in conversation. <laughs> yo? Oh, yikes. Like, send me some money. Like, men are literally just sitting here with their camera, uh, their webcams on, pointed at their junk, just waiting for somebody to get connected to them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. That was like, when we were kids, that sounds so old. But, like, when we were kids, that was, like, the start of really, like, besides AIM, because the AIM was mm-hmm. around for forever internet mm-hmm. was around forever but that was like the start of like some real um digital things getting mm-hmm. started get, to get developed so it's like yeah no type of parental controls for real um everybody and their mama was online 
or either like the people we were with didn't really understand the internet like that. So they just let us be like, mm-hmm. it was just a lot of great things happened on the internet before all these, these, these restrictions. Yeah, no, for real. Are coming about? And I feel like, I mean, I mean, obviously these restrictions came about because of the things we went through and did as children. But it's also like, yeah, exactly. You're welcome. We had to become victims for y'all to get these, um, these guidelines and, and boundaries. You know, it's still happening today. So y'all, oh, for sure. y'all just be safe online. I don't know. It's like, I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's like more appearance to fall or like the creepy men to fall. But why do we even lie about our age anyway? Um, like when we were younger. Yeah, I mean, but they still do it. They still do it nowadays too. I was actually seeing something on Twitter not too long ago about how this this girl, you know, but we see it often. These young girls do not look their age, and they will let you believe that they're older than they are. And some girls even go as far as saying that they are older than what they are. And I just want to, I want to know, like, the psychology behind that. What, like, what is it? Why do we lie about our age? Uh, well, for me, I told Robert every episode, excuse me. <laughs> That's just going to be my favorite part. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I feel like the reason why I lied was I just, I wanted to, of course, appear older than what I was so I can fit in more and not get kicked off the site. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as this generation, I don't know why they want to appear older because they're definitely skipping over the ugly age that's supposed to be happening during sure, sure. middle school. They're skipping sure, over the sure. skipping over it now. Do you think it has to do with be wanting to take be taken seriously, or because of the fact that they look so old? And if I if I look so old, I might as well, you know, claim that I am this age. Is it because is it for attention? Like I don't have a clue, no. honestly. I don't have a clue. Um, that's some something they gotta work out. I don't. Yeah. I don't know because I'm. I didn't want to appear older when I was younger. I didn't no, want to be older. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's a that's a question to ask because mm-hmm. I don't understand that concept at all. Maybe they too want to be accepted. Maybe they too. Like, it's gotta be like a, a seriousness thing. Like you just want to be taken seriously as a person. And adults are notorious for shutting down kids. Possibly. Because we do come for Gen Z a lot, talking about their babies and whatnot. Well, <laughs> they are the ones out here eating Pie Pods, so maybe you gotta do stuff like that. We can talk about you. Oh, they ain't ate Pie Pods. <laughs> pie Pods in years. But it's okay. It's the fact that they did it, though, and that is enough for me. Enough. The dragon mm-hmm. they're, they're an interesting, but I rather enjoy Gen Z because they're super smart and super creative and hilarious human beings <laughs> they're hilarious people they're just young and weird at the same time yeah this is true very they're, weird they're, they're, they're something to be studied gen z and the zoomers too the zoomers are interesting little very much people little babies they're babies now maybe well, they're babies yes but the way that they just they, they're they're already over it i feel Oh, big fat. They're way over. It did not take them long at they're, all. They're already in tune at the ages that they are. Why are you so in tune with everything? Why? Mm-hmm. Already. You're like three Just so old. smart. So knowledgeable. Don't get me started on pandemic babies either. Those are Zoomers. Oh, they're older Zoomers? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What I thought the Zoomers were. Yeah, the Zoomers are those kids coming out of quarantine. They're the kids that the little babies that grew up in quarantine. I'm the ones that don't know how to do like human interaction and shit because they didn't have to be around a bunch of people in 2020. That's yeah. crazy. I actually witnessed that for the first time the other day. This girl was was so like she wanted to go home. I could tell she wanted to go back home because she was like, I should not know that this many people exist. There's too many people out here. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's gonna cause a lot of like sensory problems for kids later down the road from them not having to to be around that many people or them not even being aware that that many people existed because of quarantine and COVID. 
I'm just pray for that. I'm gonna try. Well, my hope, prayerfully, we won't have kids in the pandemic. Prayerfully, we will be some type of safe when we start having kids. Because I'm gonna try and get my baby social skills up so they don't like come out. Yeah, go out the world, come out scared of what's going on. Be weary, but don't be like scared. Yeah, talk to people. Don't need to be fearful. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I don't know what's been going on in the world lately. I have been too much going. I want to talk about, oh, me too, though. I really don't have time to be on socials because I have a lot of other things that I'm focused on right now. But when I do come on these socials, let me tell y'all, y'all be showing y'all whole ass. Literally and figuratively. Oh. Oh my. I did catch Sleep Nick in the late <laughs> I caught that. Y'all was out there being nasty. Hot in the pants. Just posting all your kibbles and bits on the interwebs for free. I was upset. I'm going to the fleet. I'm like, I wonder if people posting this fleet, you know, are getting taken away tonight. I'm looking at booty hole, booty hole, booty hole, boob. Penis, booty hole. I was like, oh my god. I rather enjoyed myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fine. I see what we're doing. And there's some people who I really could have gone my whole life without knowing what you, what your what your your parts look like because I know you personally, and I wasn't expecting to see that. I was like, oh, oh. Well, you ain't appreciate the Twitter after dark. You ain't like that. It's not that I didn't appreciate it. I'm talking about. When it comes to the people I know personally, that took me aback. I was like, oh, my God, I really didn't want to see, like, how big your man part was because I don't, like, view you like that. Like, you're literally my homeboy. I did not want to see that. And now it's forever ingrained in my head. Like, I know you walking around with a third leg, and that's weird to me. (laughs) Damn. Well. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, oh, my God. And I was like, so that's what it looks like. Then I was like, oh, my God. I was just so, 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 so. But y'all are nasty. So the girls, though, for sure. I was like, you better get it, Seth. I was like, oh, you got ass. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was great content being dropped. I definitely feel like a lot of you guys start from OnlyFans because you will make some money. Mm -hmm. Um, It was great content. Everyone was definitely showing all, every piece of what God gave them. And I appreciated the openness mm-hmm. of it all, literally and figuratively. Lots of openness. Uh-uh. Lots of that stuff going on. Um, oh, yeah, that too. For sure. It was a great time. I was a little upset because I couldn't participate. But at the same time, I appreciated the fact that there was all these people on my followers that yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. It was definitely an, um, an unexpected thing that went on. You just said, Fleet Nick about to go away. Let me show my ass real quick. No problem. I didn't know that they were actually bringing back like the actual Fleet Nick. I heard it on the radio the other day. I was like, oh, it's happening, happening. Because I knew at one point, like, people were trying to get it organized and get it situated because they wanted to bring it back but I didn't know it was already like full-fledged planned out it's coming in October oh wow another super spreader event we ain't never getting out this pandemic and Morris Brown hosting it so yeah interesting very interesting we are never getting out this pandemic but I'll see y'all there right I'll see y'all I'm having a nice one and I'm I'm be vaccinated so I'll see y'all definitely get my microchip tomorrow so it'll be on and popping not your microchip I'm getting implanted tomorrow. Where are you going to get yours? Civis. Okay, and I'm so bad. I knew what you were talking about. And are you going to be a Moderna mommy or a Pfizer? Uh, I Pfizer. I'm going to be a Savitra princess. Mm-mm. A Savitra mm-hmm. princess. That's going to be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I said what I said. <laughs> That's going to be me. Hopefully, if they don't run out of Pazitzer, I hope they give me some Moderna. So I heard Pfizer's the one I've been giving girls the big 80s, so I think I'm going to go with Pfizer. 
the BGs. The big I said the big yiddies. <laughs> Ooh, be on the toilet? What? I gotta go back to work. I'm going on my break. <laughs> oh, unfortunate. I said the big yiddies. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> we thought you said the BGs. I was gonna be concerned. Do I need to cancel my appointment? Speaking of medical things, I do want to take this little quick, quick pause. If you guys are daily listeners or, you know, new listeners, I just need to send a quick prayer up. Whatever you do, good vibes to my brother. Um, as you all know, he went to school to go play soccer on a scholarship. He wasn't even out there for a full week before he got a major injury. Um, so we're kind of on standby for that kind of scene. What's going to be the next plan of action? Because he tore his meniscus and ACL. We don't know if it was blown all the way through. He has to wait till Monday to get an MRI. But we're hoping it's not. Because if it is, he has to get surgery. And then that's a whole year of recovery where he can't play soccer. And that's, of course, his passion. That's the whole reason why he went to school. Um, so just pray for his mentality. Pray for his spirit because he's very defeated right now. Uh, pray for us as his family because we got to figure out what's next and making sure we can do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Prayers up to little Micah, my little cancer brother. Thank you. Thank you. Prayers Thank up you. to him. He's going to be okay. Definitely going to pray for that mental because I know that is mm-hmm. not easy, something to go through. I will not lie. I really thought he was, <laughs> when you said he got in the hospital, I thought he was going to tell me some crazy stuff happened. I was oh gonna tell them little white boys after him, and I was gonna be well, like, hey, I was, I was hoping that that's not what it was, because when my mom came to me, that's how she said it too. She's like, "Have you spoke to your brother?" I said, "No." Why? I spoke to him like yesterday. What's going on? She's like, "He's in the hospital." I need mean, to say what happened, because if I gotta go up there to go beat some little crackers ass, I will. Don't <laughs> you beat crackers? <laughs> I really was thinking that, because I was like. He he already was complaining about not complaining but just saying how weird it felt him being one of the only black kids up there. I think he said it's like two others, if that. And then like they all grew up together, so even the black kids there they're hooked up with other white kids and they all went to high school together. So I was like, oh, let me know if I need to show up because I will. Open the fuck up because I will. But no, it was a major injury, so. <clears throat> Just prayers for that because nobody was expecting that, especially not even him not being there for a full week. Man, no. It was a lot. It was a lot. But if you guys couldn't tell already, this is really just one of our more chill, lax episodes. Really just talking to y'all like y'all are homies because y'all are. (laughs) I like y'all, actually. So, not really. Well, you got a friend (laughs) in me. <laughs> just, just so you know, you got it. I'm kidding. I love all the Brodies that be tuning in and supporting, showing love. Y'all are awesome. every day. sharing our episodes, actually having conversations about the episodes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Dope to see. I hope you keep rocking with us, though, for sure. Interacting and all that. Y'all make our hearts warm and fuzzy. So thank you. You so look warm. So much. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, mine gets a little toasty. Mine <laughs> <laughs> definitely gets a little toasty. Oh, but well. Is there anything specific you want to talk about, bro? Um, I did get asked a question to bring this up. Shout out to my cousin, Justin. He specifically told me to shout him out. So shout okay. out to you, Justin. Shout out, Justin. Um, this is a question that he wanted me to ask. Um, it does deal with abortion. Mm-hmm. Um. Should men have a say in whether or not the woman should get an abortion or whether or not their partner should get an abortion? Um, I mean, you're allowed to have a say, technically speaking, in whatever, because your opinion is your opinion, and I can't stop you from having that opinion. However, I feel like, for one, it's a case-by-case scenario. I feel like it has, it, it has to do a lot with the dynamic of the relationship between the two people um, and, like, future plans, all that good stuff. But also at the end of the day, you can't really tell a woman what to do with her body. 
but also if she's with you she should be mindful of the fact like this is not your child alone like you didn't just osmosis this thing up in your in your womb so you should have that conversation hey how do you feel about me doing this like this is what I really want to do because xyz but at the end of the day I do feel like it is the woman's choice but she shouldn't discredit her partner or the man's input on, on like how he feels about that yeah my first thought was definitely fuck no but then I have to <laughs> think there are different um like you said mm-hmm. case by case there are different situations where it's like okay like we've been together for a minute um but we're just not ready for kids so that's like mm-hmm. probably like a side conversation that they've had but also there are some people just out here and like things happen and you aren't ready for this huge change in your life so at that point or you're not planning on planning on spending the rest of your life with this person at this Mm -hmm. point it's like okay you are a one-night stand what do i look like your baby what do i look like Um, like no i'm also pro-choice so Mm -hmm. if you pro-life are out there listening don't crucify me if you do i really don't care because at the end of the day i don't care um and so it's really it is up to the woman at the end of the day point blank period because it is her body she's gonna do whatever she wants with it it's literally too many hands are in my business Mm -hmm. so if i don't want to have a baby i'm not gonna have a baby but again definitely case dependent you have to consider the father's feelings if y'all are on that level and y'all are cool like that or y'all see y'all being long term or what have you um, like you said, if it wasn't a case where like you literally just hooked up with somebody or have been hooking up with somebody, and like oops, you get pregnant. For one, let's talk about accountability because clearly y'all weren't being safe enough to prevent this. If y'all were just messing around, not having anything long term, cool. Have that first, but also at the same time, I feel like I wouldn't be particularly upset with a woman if she didn't tell him. It, especially if he was just a hookup. Because again, it's her body. It's her business. Exactly. Especially if I'm not going to talk to you again. I'm not going to fuck you again. I'm not trying to have... I literally met you a hole in the wall. Literally. If it's a situation like that, then by all means, no, I don't feel like the input matters. I don't feel like you should have a say. Don't even feel like you should tell the man because it's your body at the end of the day. But in situations where it's an actual relationship or y'all are trying to make it into one, and like you said you see you being long-term with this person, like this is actually uh, someone who's a part of your life, then absolutely. It should it should be a conversation. Like it should be something that y'all talk about with each other, you know? And I mean, still, even with that case, at the end of the day, it is your decision because it's your body, but you shouldn't discredit his input. Period. Because you're not carrying this child. I am. Your organs aren't moving. Mine are. Literally, like you planted the seed, but that's about as far as this goes. Mm. I'm reading something. Is the Atlantic credible before I start reading this article? Is the what? The Atlantic is credible. I'm online um, just looking up some things because I. Um, he literally just, well, not literally just asked this question, but I didn't have time to prepare for the question, mm-hmm. but it says that, one, if the fathers of the fetuses are excluded from participating in an abortion decision, mm-hmm. that carries the implication that they are irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> and if they are irrelevant, then they are excused from any responsibility for the consequences of their actions. That's not good for society as a whole. So, okay. Oh, see, and that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying as it being a case-by-case scenario because that's a, that's like a sticky situation. <laughs> the way you worded that, like, they don't matter. They're irrelevant. So, uh, uh, I, mm, I don't they think they're irrelevant. Oh, I, oh. I want to say, yeah, it definitely does depend because if they're considered irrelevant just because they're not a part of the decision, then that must mean mm-hmm. that the relationship between the mother and father was irrelevant it wasn't the only thing about this this topic that i don't like is because men will try to put it on the flip side they're like okay well 
if a woman can go and have an abortion without like disregarding my say so, disregarding how I feel about it, and she does it anyway because it's her body, then if she tells me she's pregnant and she wants to keep it, and I tell her I'm not ready and I don't want to be a part of it, she can't put child support on me because I told her I was not ready and I did not want that responsibility. And that is also, it's not wrong, but it's, <laughs> it's tricky. Because it's like, I hear you, I get it. You told her before the child was even born, like, I don't want to be a dad. It's your body, your choice, so you're choosing to keep it. But I also need you to realize, I'm telling you now, you're going to be keeping it by yourself. I want Once I tell you that, you can't pin any type of responsibility on me. You see what I'm saying? Do I want to believe that there are men out there that if they do say that at first and once the baby is there, they're just like, okay, man, I, I made this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Step up. But there are some mm-hmm. men out there that literally stay true to their word. They will stay mm-hmm. true to their word. Like, I didn't ask for this at all. So, I told you that, I wasn't ready. <laughs> in that, I feel like you have to, I hate saying you have to listen to what people say because it's. Mm-hmm. You can't listen to what people say because it's all about the actions. Yeah. But if that's the case and you want to keep the child, if I mm-hmm. if I was in that situation and he told me that and I wanted to keep the child, I would just have to prepare for that time when the child comes. And yeah. he's not there. And just hope for the best. Just hope for it. You just got to, like you said, prepare because you're about to be a single parent. Because he told you. That this is my baby. I'm going to take care mm-hmm. of my baby. You don't mm-hmm. want nothing to do with that baby? Okay. That okay. sucks, but I, I literally cannot force you to be part of this child's life. Because, I mean, as shitty as it sounds, men who don't step up, like, why? Because you are a man. She didn't make that baby by herself. But a question for the men, honestly. Yeah, it is uh-huh. a question for the men. So you, all our male listeners listening right now, please. Give us some feedback, you know, our socials. Talk to us about this topic because we're not men, so we can't give that side of the, that, that, that communicated side of the situation. We can only give it from a, a woman's standpoint. So, y'all have anything to say? Agree? Disagree? Let us know. We love conversations. Talk to us. Leave us a voicemail, damn it. No, seriously, we've been asked how to leave us a voicemail. That's the one. We have yet to do it. Um, get on it. I don't know there's so many stipulations like if someone was to go to court for this they would need some like records of conversation I really don't know how court mm-hmm. works for real for real but they would just need some substantial mm-hmm. they like did, did he tell you prior that he did not want to be a father like in your first trimester did he tell you as soon as you told him you're pregnant. Did he say, cool, I don't want to be a part of the life? Because it's um, one thing if, if, he, if he tells you straight up, and it's another thing if then the baby comes and he's like, oop, no, I'm good. <laughs> you can also play this on the flip side of him wanting the baby, and then the, mm-hmm. the mother doesn't want the baby. Like, yeah. be in that situation. Yeah. What and it's like, that. yeah, that sucks too. I mean, it just all comes down to if you're in relationships with people or even if you're just dealing with other people, don't be a selfish human being. Yes, I get it. At the end of the day, it is your life, but we do have to be mindful of other people, especially people that are in our circles, are a part of our lives. Like you, you're not walking this earth by yourself. We were not created to be lone creatures. We thrive in packs. We thrive with community, with groups. And you have to be mindful of these different personalities and different opinions and different thought processes of these people that are in your group. I want so bad to say that just let the woman decide because it is her choice at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I would hate for it to be a situation for a woman to be like, I don't want the child, and then the man really want it, but because he knows it's her body, he just goes with it. And it's crushed the whole time because that could ruin a relationship, like an end of relationship. This bond wasn't strong because uh, I don't think they're trying to say like 
well, if he's getting an abortion now, then we can never have another child. That would just depend on the bond that they have. If that ruins your relationship, then y'all bond wasn't strong in the first place. Well, unless something else happens. I'll say, like, because I actually knew a guy like that, like, his woman had an abortion, and he didn't want her to have an abortion. Like, he, like, we were stable enough financially and mentally to have this child. She literally just didn't want to have one because she just wasn't ready. She just didn't want to have no kids. And he's like, but there's literally no reason for us not to have a kid other than the fact that you don't want to. Well, at that point, I feel like he just got to respect her decision. I don't know, man. Because I want to say he just got to respect her decision at that point. Like, I, I understand we're stable, but I'm not ready to be a mother. I understand you can be a father. Maybe we can try again in like two, three years, my dog. But right now, I just free the crowd in my head. I know you want to have a baby at some point in time. I want to have kids too, but I cannot do it right now. And it's going to mm-hmm. crush him. But if, like I'm saying, if the bond is strong, he'll hold out for another opportunity to have a child. I say that because he just felt like she didn't care about oh, him. That's, that's, another, that, that's another case thing. That's another yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because he was like, I literally told you, like I gave you my reasoning, my opinion, how I felt. And you still said, well, I hear you, but it's my body. So... And at that point, he's like, I feel like you just totally disregarded how I felt about the situation. And you went and did it anyway. So it's coming off to me like, oh, you're in this by yourself. You don't care. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what ultimately ended their relationship. Because he's like, but as you said, like, it was other things, too. Because, I mean, she just wasn't a good girlfriend. She Yo, didn't even yeah, care. That, so. that was probably the last straw for him. Like, okay, you don't care. Clearly don't care. That's about how I feel. So, yeah, that, oh my goodness. Yeah, that, that's definitely case dependent. Because to my, to me, I, you just breaking up with me because I aborted your baby, that, it shouldn't be mm-hmm. enough for you to break up with me. Because you know I can have kids. You know I do want to have kids eventually. But because I didn't have, want to have them right now, you're done. I, mm, something else was going on in the water before yeah. this child came into the mix. That was already choppy. And this was just, this is the, the final wave that took it out. So, I don't know, man. Topics like that are just, like, super tricky. Because it's just, like we said, case-by-case scenario. It's all about the bond that you have with that person, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about the other person. And have you had that conversation of what exactly. y'all want is right now? Like, are y'all exactly. actually prepared if both of y'all agree to having the child and just S-name the abortion? Like, it's a lot of conversations that need to be had. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Definitely don't want. I really do not want to see these men out here. Like, that is maybe I lost my train of thought. But it was about the girlfriend and the girlfriend. Like, that goes back to last episode about the love languages. Like, you have to learn how to communicate with your partner. Mm-hmm. You have in a way that they're going to receive it. Because you just disregarding that man's feelings, and he really wanted a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's crazy because I'm actually seeing a lot more single fathers nowadays. Like, a lot more single fathers. I won't say I love to see it, but I do love to see it because it's a new dynamic. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. mom is nowhere in the picture. Like, yeah, like had the baby dropped it off. Like, they don't shed enough light on deadbeat mamas. Everybody want to mm-hmm. shed light on deadbeat daddies. There are a lot of a lot out here. And I, I hate the fact, well, I love two people, like two parent homes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's the father or the mother, whoever can take the care of the child. I love to see that too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see a single father out here, but at the same time, like, yes, mm-hmm. take care of your child because all we see on social media and everywhere else is like the father is nowhere to be found. So, mm-hmm. yes, debunk that stigma. Take care of your it's child. Crazy. Be the mom of that. Do the hair. Right. Speaking of that, I saw a Twitter post of this woman. She posted um, how she had went somewhere and like with her girlfriends or whatever, and her husband stayed back and watched the children. And then she mentioned like to her friends that he was at home. She's like, "Oh, well, let's hurry up so we can get back." And she's like, "Why? Like, he's a parent too. Mm-hmm. I I don't need to be there. He knows what to do. Like, it's not just me and my husband. It's not a co-parent thing. We're both." parents 
Like, he can parent, and I can parent. I He knows how to do her hair and get her ready for school and all that other stuff, get her ready for bed, play with her, do her homework, all that good stuff. Why? Because he's also raising this individual. He's not helping me raise my kids. You see what I'm saying? And I loved how she put that because that's actually, like, super common where you see all these, oh, I got to get home because, you know, husband's in charge. I don't know if he's going to be able to keep everything afloat. Like, that's mom. Child. Exactly. He helped you create this. He's also raising Why doesn't he know how to do all this other stuff? And she said she kind of got offended by that because she was like, he's her dad? <laughs> like, what else is he supposed to do? What is they, like, They're spending time together right now? Come home? <laughs> like, the child needs to bond with her father as well. What? Like, and not just at the end of the day, oh, hey, you know, FaceTime, and then you go and do whatever it is you do. Like, no, he's also helping raise this child. He's raising Definitely. So, Love that response. Cause I love that. The, like, get away from the fact, yes, women are the natural nurturers, but men can be nurturing mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Men offer a different perspective. Like, let the men raise the children, too. Don't you why why stress yourself out anyway by trying to take on all the responsibility of doing everything as a I get there are some dads who, who don't step up and do that. But then that also comes down to you and the the conversations that you need to have. Why aren't you raising this child that you helped create? <laughs> why am I always doing everything? Why am I always getting them ready for the day? Packing their lunch, doing dinner, and then doing fifty million other things. Doing house. their hair, washing our clothes, literally everybody. Why? Why aren't? Why isn't everything split up between? Not even split up. Why can't we just do things that need to be done when they need to be done? Because this is our life. <laughs> These are our responsibilities. These are our roles. I love that our generation is definitely taking over, like mm-hmm. a new family dynamic. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing like actual parent homes not to say that single parent homes aren't great but i'm seeing just to, for the example two parent homes like actually thriving the mother and the father are both equally mm-hmm. present in the child's life there's no oh mommy has to do my hair mommy has mm-hmm. to do this mommy has to do that and then i tell my daddy good night i'll see you tomorrow there's none right. of that like both the parents are present from what i've been seeing in mm-hmm. our generation's families and i love Especially black parents. Shout out to everybody else too, but especially black parents, especially with how our family dynamic has been set up historically anyway, how they used to rip our fathers so much. So or even still rip our fathers, our brothers, our uncles so much or whatever. I love seeing a function, a, a healthy function black. Because we all know about that black trauma now. <laughs> all right, the generational curses that get that get passed down. I'm glad that we are the generation that's breaking these curses. I love to see it. Somebody had to do it. It's hard and it's kinda of sucks it had to be us, but it needed to be done. Right. The cannot go through another cannot will not another go. generation of oh what is it? Freaking gender roles. <laughs> I mean, you have to realize. I was just telling this to my mom because boomers, they can get so stuck in their ways, and it's just like you need to learn to ad- adapt with the changing times. I'm not saying toss your morals and values out the window, but you do need to learn how to adapt to when things are changing. Mm-hmm. I told my mom. I said it's all about just an adult growing in general it's all about learning and unlearning things not everything your parents taught you is right is right oh <laughs> my lord oh okay not everything you grew up on them. exactly the time that they came from you have to realize our parents parents came from the civil rights era like maybe even slavery because we do have like our parents are, are older we have boomer parents so it's just like y'all parents how y'all raised completely different from now today how things are and that's okay I just need you to accept that there are some things you're going to have to unlearn because it's not okay <laughs> but you have to be willing to unlearn this you cannot be stuck in your ways and then that's where that's where that push and pull happens that's where the disconnect between the generations happens because they think oh they're so lax they're so open they just do everything or you know they can't keep a job 
they they flip they slide oh, out there unstable and then we're looking at them like oh my gosh like they're so stuck they can't do anything like they're old they believe this that, and the third they just need to change the they're time stuck in their ways they believe mm-hmm. that they that once they get to a certain age you're stuck in that no you're constantly learning I don't know where I read this or where I heard this, but you're literally a new person every seven years. Every seven to ten years, mm-hmm. you're a new person. So you're choosing to be the same person after 60. You literally just like, okay, there's nothing else that I can change about myself. Literally. I'm this long, so I'm just not going not gonna to change anything about me because I'm fine. I make it a point. When I'm in this, I, this, I feel like this goes into life as well, but I do this when I'm, like, training people. I'm like, you need to keep a student in power at all times, even when you make it to a higher position in the company, you still need to know that you have not learned everything that you can learn. You have to be able to accept the fact that you're still going to be educated on your things, and you have to be willing to accept that and actually listen and and be um, willful with the with the change, right? I said that goes into your life too. Keep that student mentality because the world is constantly changing. <laughs> Um, so, if the, if the world is constantly changing, if culture is constantly changing, if how we interact with one another is constantly changing, why aren't you as a person also advancing and changing? You can't, you can't stay stuck. There's a reason why snakes molt. They can't stay in that skin forever. They got to grow out and get a new skin. You know, they said they're fine where they are. They made it this far. They made it through all these generations and all these changes. They survived computers and Y2K. They're fine. And that's exactly what that's exactly where the complications come from because it's just like <laughs> that's not the case. That's just not how life works. You're making life more complicated for yourself, being stuck in your ways and refusing to change and that. Because then you're gonna be bad all the time <laughs> at how things are changing. Well, why do they do this? Well, why do they do that? Well, why can't we just go back to the old days and do it this way? Because we're not in the old days. The old days. The old days were the old days, are the old days for a reason. So we can reflect. New day and age, my boy. Learn the mistakes from the old days so we can be better in the future. Y'all just living in the old days where everything was fucked up and going to shit. I mean, I think it's okay. Now, but as far as like communication, your mentality, like mm-hmm. technology advancing, all these things are leveling up. You need to be able to mm-hmm. catch up and level up too. I think you're going to get left behind, but you're going to be very confused in the next 20 years when you don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how to work a remote start refrigerator. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a crazy time for you. So you need to be more open. And that's another thing I commend about black parents now. They're more open. They actually speak to their children as their mm-hmm. own people. Before we end this, though, there is one thing I need to touch on. I'm excited. Are we finally getting Beyonce's heaven? Oh, she's coming, and I'm ready. Oh, my God. I am so excited. When that Harper's, I still have, I hadn't read her Harper's Bazaar interview yet. I've been waiting until I can actually sit down and read it like I want to. I've been seeing excerpts and stuff like that. But I am so proud and in awe of this woman. I'm ready for this album. I am ready for my voice to be raw for a week straight after this job. If you don't love Beyonce, there's just something wrong with you. There's like, at something this point, wrong. You're just, you're, and I'm you're not, not asking you to be a point. fan. I'm not asking you to like add on her music. Her. Respect her. Respect her. Respect done. her. She's literally been around since this before, woman is a before we were born. Literally, we grew up with this woman. You have no choice but to respect who she is, the art that she puts out, the performer that she is, the beautiful vocalist that she is, like you have no reason this, to respect her. Who, what other me. artist, other than the great Michael Jackson, R.I.P. King of Pop, do you know that has been relevant in every single decade? Don't be lucky. Like, come, come on, bro. Like, come, everything. Like, even folks like Mariah Carey, she had a fall off point at one point. 
when she was doing these shows and people were like, is she lip syncing or can she not hit these high notes like she used to be able to? I think she, she got, got her moment. I really think she got sick. High five folks just need to stop talking about them if you don't know what's going on. But with that, it's just like, Beyonce has never not been relevant. She has never not been popular. She has never not been making money and or music. Y'all gonna put some respect on her name. And be ready for B7 because it's great. I had someone tell me the audacity. Is she famous because she's Beyonce or is she like still relevant because of who she's married to? I said, pause, 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 pause. Please, she wrote in her, her own stop. name before she married that man. We, we don't need a man to be successful, first and foremost. She loves that man. And that's the only reason why she's with him because she loves him. She doesn't need him for his money. She doesn't need him for his popularity or his no. fame because she has all of that on her own. Y'all when they when they release the uh, the thing, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say y'all are going to learn how to respect Mister Miss Beyonce Giselle Noah Carter. God, learn how to respect her. Cause how dare you, Daisy? When they released this week saying that Rihanna was like the first female like musician that was a billionaire, so I tweeted was like, "Oh, that's so sweet, Beyonce, not letting you in her business to know she's a billionaire." <laughs> Sure. I was like, I feel like Beyonce hit a billion a grip ago, and she just don't like, tell nobody. But I very like people level up. Why bring mm-hmm. another person's name in it? Why? The Beyonce, Why? Was, Beyonce was over there writing, getting her album together, minding her business. No need and to bring first and foremost, I hate when they pit Rihanna and Beyonce against each other anyway, because they have both come out and say how close they are and how they love each other. So why are you still putting two bad bitches against each other? They both making their money in their own respective ways and cheering on each other along the way. Why can't we do the same? Why do we always got to put people against each other? Like when Meg came out, why do we get all the country against Nikki? There can be multiple female rappers. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> you know, people just looking for something to argue about and be mad about, be messy about. It's just like to be messy. But... We just can't let people be happy and do what they want to do and, and support them while they do it. You always got to put them up against somebody else and say that somebody else is doing better or why they're not doing this or she's not doing She's not like this person. What? Well, so that matters. And she's not because she's her own person. <laughs> at the end of the day, if you just don't like Beyonce, don't really give a fuck whether or not you do or don't, but you will respect you have to respect her. her. You have to. When she goes on tour, this is my chance. This is my chance. I told my mom, I said, Mom, I fear I might not get a chance to see Beyonce live before she retires because she hasn't put out anything new, and I don't know if she will. And then here comes this now, then here it comes. She's putting on a new album, which means there's going to be a tour after the album, which means I'm going to get to see Beyonce live. I'm going to need EMTs on standby. I am. I am. Because the I'm second so she sorry. looks in my direction, I'm passing out. I'm so sorry. I'm dropping whatever I need to drop for that. I'll, this sounds so terrible and so irresponsible, but I will skip some bills. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, so that is a once in a lifetime thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I'm not literally going to do that because I, I've actually been very financially responsible as of late. So I plan to already have that money set aside and I won't have to dip into anything else to do it. But I'm going to see Beyonce live. Don't care what anybody says. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But with that being said, I'm so glad y'all tuned in for this episode. I'm so glad we can have y'all here chilling with us today as we are chilling in our respective areas. Alaska. In Oregon. <laughs> in from Alaska and Oregon. Yeah. We, we love you guys. Like we said, please, please, please send us suggestions as well as comments and concerns on what this episode was about, especially with you men topic that we had with abortion and stuff. Yeah, so I actually really, really want to hear y'all's opinions. I really your side of the story. I mean, not really side of the argument. Really want to hear what y'all have to say about that. Send us voice memos, voice messages, all that good stuff. I want, I want to hear the passion behind. And like, tell us why. Why do you think that? Let's really start this conversation. And this is what I want us to do: have this conversation on our socials. Um, just make sure y'all interact with us, man. And we made it to episode five. We are over. <laughs> so maybe we got to talk to our producer. We got to talk to our producer. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can start bringing you guys on. So we already have yeah. a few people that um, have already 
uh, claim their spot, I guess you can say. We don't have dates for you guys mm-hmm. yet, but you have already claimed right. your spot. Um, so if you'd like to be a guest, you know, again, shoot us a quick DM and we'll work out some dates for you. For sure. Also, for our listeners, look out for collabs that we will be doing with other podcasts, of course. Um, we'll have all their infos when we do that because if y'all don't support us, we'll support our friends too because it's going to be some really bomb podcasts that we're going to be collabing with um, that'll be talking about different things from different mm-hmm. aspects. So expand and broaden your horizons with these other podcasts. But um, you guys will be linked to all that when the time comes. But with that being said, I am one half of this lovely podcast. Being under the next key. Mm-hmm. I'm Nay the Goat. I'm going to go take a nap. So, yeah. Y'all be blessed. Y'all stay black. Um, can't and thank y'all enough for supporting us. We love y'all so much. Like, this is literally just us being goofy, talking how we normally are, being our natural selves. And y'all are listening. Like, and y'all actually like it. So, thank you. <laughs> so nice. Thank you. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram being Please Hold Podcast. Twitter being please hold P O D C one and our respective individual socials. We got Native Goat on every platform. And we have Do the Creep on Twitter and Hasina Ashay on Instagram. I promise you if you just type in Hasina, I will be the only person to pop up then you'll know it'll be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you type in Native Goat, you'll see some perpetrators, but it's just me. I'm the only There's only one. There's only one. The others could never compare, period. But we love y'all to the moon and back. Y'all be blessed tonight. Make sure y'all roll up something before you go to sleep. Maybe drink a little something. But we will see y'all next time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.